Hi, welcome to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. Get a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, where we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. Really quick, before we get into what we're going to talk about today, I just have a quick announcement here. Uh, if you listen to the last podcast, I've tried to get, um, you know, I've tried to improve it, tried to get really technical with it. So um, up to this point, the podcast has only been available on certain platforms. Um, but now I'm happy to say that when the scriptures become real is available anywhere where you can get your podcast. So I'm talking Apple Podcasts. Now we're on Google. So now we're on Android. So you Google users, um, you can access the uh, the podcast there. Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Radio Republic or Radio Public, uh, iHeartRadio, etc. So the podcast is I believe everywhere where you can get your podcast or it's, you know, they're still uploading. So, um, but they're there and I'm really appreciative of the support that uh, you all have given to the podcast. And I'm extremely grateful, um, that we can continue to glorify, um, the Lord together. And so if you want to listen to those podcasts again, with those things that I just mentioned, those podcasts, you'll have just audio. So there'll be just audio on all those other things, but you know, I don't know many people who <laughs> who want to see this face, but if you still want to, the podcast is also on YouTube, so you can still get the video um, portion of the podcast on YouTube if you want to see video as well. All right, so thank you guys so much, and I really appreciate uh, the support. So, what we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about the topic: Are you getting bitter or better? Are you getting bitter or better? You know, it it's hard to um it's hard to not be bitter sometimes. You know, have you ever been in a situation where uh you felt as if you were right, um, but you were shown like you were wrong? Or maybe you're bitter about what something uh, what someone has said. Maybe you've been bitter about what's been done in the past, maybe you've been bitter about what's been done to people that have been close to you, like your family or what other people have said. There's a lot of reasons why uh, we can become bitter. But I want to discuss today, I want to change the I to an E. So instead of getting bitter, let's switch that I to an E and get better. And we're going to look at how we can uh, get better instead of getting bitter. And so we're going to look at a couple passages today and see what we can do. All right. So again, if you're new to the podcast, we use the Bible for all of our sources. We use the Bible to help us. We use the Bible as our springboard for our topics for everything, right? And so if you're new, get your phone out, get your Bibles out, whatever, and go on and, um, and put that up there. And again, one more, one more quick announcement before we get into the text. I'm totally open uh, for Bible questions and conversations. You know, as long as we continue to be uh, respectful, I'm told I've already had conversations with some of you that listen as well. So if you want to, you know, if you want to talk the Bible, if you want to have conversations, if you want to study, you know, I'll put uh, my email underneath um, the video on YouTube. I'll put certain links there. Um, we can talk, we can message, we can do whatever we can uh, so we can learn the scriptures and we can come to a better understanding and reason together, as the book of Isaiah says. All right, so let's go to um, to James chapter 3. James chapter 3. Now, the thing about bitterness is most of the time, 
I would say 99.9% of the time, when you're bitter, you're most likely not going to keep it within yourself. Most likely, whether it's a family member, whether it's a friend, whether it's someone who knows the situation, whether someone who doesn't know the situation, whether someone who knows the situation halfway, it doesn't matter. You're at some point going to tell that person or those people why you feel bitter or why you feel while you're feeling this way right you're eventually going to use one member of your body to tell this and that is the tongue right and so james chapter 3 obviously that's the chapter talking about the dangers of the tongue but i want you to notice what the tongue can affect for the christian right so let's go to let's go to james chapter 3 and we're actually going to start um, in verse uh, number eight. Now, notice what the Bible says the tongue can do here. All right. Verse number eight. But the tongue, notice, no man can tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Now, watch how he changes it in verse nine. So therewith, with this tongue, what do we do? We bless God, even the father. And therewith, with the same tongue, guess what we do? We curse men which are made after the similitude of God. And so notice what James is telling us here. He's saying, oh, we can come together and we can worship together all day. And we can bless God and we can sing Jesus uh, loves the little children. Jesus loves me. We can sing all these songs about how we love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus, right? We sing all these songs, but then with the same tongue, whether in the building or out of the building, we curse men that are made after the image of the person that we say that we love. And so notice what James says in verse number 10, out of the same mouth proceeds blessings and cursings. And notice he says, my brethren. These things ought so not to be. See, we forget verses like this when we become bitter, because when we become bitter, the only person that matters to us is us. Nobody else's opinion, nobody else's thoughts, they don't matter anymore. And at, at points, depending on your level of bitterness, sometimes you forget the scripture because you want to prove and I want to prove why I'm right. You want to prove why you're right. You see, we can't notice. Even James said, brethren, these things ought uh, ought not to be. But watch the example he gives in verse 11. He says, does a fountain bring forth at the same place sweet waters and bitter waters? And can the fig tree bear olive berries? Can a vine figs? So no fountain can yield both salt water and fresh. And so when you think of when you think of a water fountain, the water is either going to be 100% clean or 100% uh, bitter. It can't. There's no way it can be half and half because if it's half bitter, it's already all the way bitter because even the clean part will get bitter. But if it's halfway clean and you add a little bit of bitter, then it automatically becomes bitter because bitters inside of the clean. And so notice he's saying, look, you can't have it both ways. Are you becoming bitter or are you becoming better? 
Now, let's kind of bring this into some personal examples here. <clears throat> Within the body of Christ, <clears throat> it's a perfect institution. <clears throat> but that institution is made up of imperfect people. And myself included. We are imperfect people. And sometimes I get on people's nerves. Sometimes people get on my nerves. Vice versa, right? But this is what happens. We become bitter against one another. You know what bitterness does for the Christian? Remember, the, the Bible always talks about to guard the heart, right? With all diligence, right? And remember, what are we talking about? The heart refers to the mind, not the beating one that pumps blood. The heart and scripture always refers to the mind. And so, you know what bitterness does for you? <clears throat> bitterness affects your heart. So imagine, <clears throat> excuse me, imagine your heart is that fountain. If you have a clean heart, but you're bitter towards some of your brethren, your fountain isn't clean because you're bitter. James chapter three. And so here's the thing about <clears throat> about what brethren say sometimes. You can't elect you can't allow what brethren say or what, bre what brethren think affect you. Here's a <clears throat> a personal example, and I'm not, um, there's no, I'm not using specific names. I'm not thinking of uh, specific people. I'm not doing that. I'm just saying as a generalization, I know personally throughout my time as a Christian, I know some of the things that people say. I've actually, I know for a fact, some of the things that people have said about me. I know some of the things that people think about me. Right. I know those things. But if I continue to think on those things, guess what I will become? I will become bitter. And James said these things not so ought to be. They shouldn't be this way. But here's here's the thing. If you know what people have said about you, if you know what people think about you. In a sense, technically. Don't you have a right to do something? You can if you want. But guess what that affects? It affects your heart. And it affects your relationship with God because of your relationship with the brethren. You, see, you can't let the... And notice this real quick, guys. Go to Galatians chapter 5. And I want to show you this. <clears throat> Galatians chapter 5. And I believe it's verse uh, number 15. Galatians chapter 5, verse number uh, 15. Actually, start in verse 14. <clears throat> Actually, not, I'm sorry, we're going to keep going back. Start in verse 13. Watch watch the context here that, um, that Paul is saying here. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Watch verse 15. But if you bite and if you devour, why do you think he used those specific words talking about relationship with brethren? Why do you think he used those specific words of bite and devour? Remember. James chapter 3, what's the whole chapter about? The tongue. Let me ask you this. Can you bite and devour without the tongue? 
So what's he talking about here in verse number 15? How can we bite and devour one another in the church? We can bite and devour by the things that we say to their face. We can bite and devour. You know, we can also bite and devour one another by the things that we say in private when they're not there. We can also, I would go as far as to say we can bite and devour one another by our personal vendettas and thoughts against them. We can continue to bite and devour, right? But notice all that stuff causes is is division and strife and disunity. That's all it causes. But notice how the end of that verse ends, guys. It says, take heed lest ye be not consumed one of another. Why do you think the Bible would use that word consumed? Because consumed is a kind of a, a word we use when we talk about eating, right? And so notice we're talking about the tongue, James chapter 3. So guess what we continue to do to one another when we bite and devour? We consume one another. An older preacher I once talked to, we had a meeting, um, I think last week or two weeks ago, and he was talking about Satan's tactics. And he said Satan was smart because earlier on, he used a lot of persecution on the outside to try to stop Christians. But then the gospel began to spread everywhere, even, you know, despite the persecution. But then he got smart. He said, you know what? Instead of doing it on the outside, guess what I'll use? I'll turn them against one another. And so if you notice from Acts chapter 2 all the way throughout of Paul's, um, Paul's epistles, most of those epistles, guess what? Most of the problems lied within the body. There was still some persecution, but guess where most of the problems lied? Within. So guess why he had to write this in Galatians 5? Because guess what they were probably doing to one another? <laughs> Attacking one another. Here's this example. Y'all remember a while back when um, when that Marvel movie, uh, Civil War, came out? I remember watching it with a bunch of my buddies at the school of preaching. We all went down to the movies. And we watched I still remember that night. It was, it was great. Great movie. But that's beside the point. Um, but the one thing I remember about that movie is what the villain said at the end. Now, the villain was one guy. And he wasn't strong enough to handle things on his own. But the thing that he did was he said, why would I try to fight you all when I'm not strong enough? Essentially, he said, the smartest thing for me to do was get the strong to turn on the strong. And so he had all of the strong fighting one another. And guess what he was doing in the background? Whatever he wanted. Because guess who was distracted? The strong. You know, Satan does the same thing. Does Satan have the victory over us? He's already lost. It was prophesied in Genesis chapter 3. Jesus beat him. He has victory over death. We have beat him, right? He has no, he has no victory over us. But guess what he decides to do? Because he knows he's not strong enough. Guess what he'll turn? I'll turn Jordan against him. And I'll turn him against Jordan. And they're both Christians. I'll let them fight one another. Do you know, if you think about it, and it's working, by the way, all that stuff that he's doing is working. 
But you know the stuff that we that we fight and bicker over is extremely dumb. Yeah, think about it, guys. Think about the stuff that people fight over in the church. We fight over, um, you know, the carpet. You know, we fight over events. We fight over, in some cases, we, we fight over how some brethren look and how some brethren don't look in terms of the outside. We fight over traditions. We fight over cultures we fight over our differences we fight over so much stuff that if you really really sit down and think about it it's stupid the stuff we fight over but satan is so smart he's a genius he's smart because he knows man if i can't really beat them i'll just get them to beat each other it's 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 genius it really is and i don't understand sometimes how we cannot see this. Yeah, I mean, I've, I mean, I've heard stories of people not worshiping with one another because of of the building. Like people not worshiping with one another because of how this congregation looks on the outside and how this one looks on the outside. Like there's so much stuff that we don't. I don't understand. I don't think we really see it for what it is. But he's a genius. You know, and one thing we got to do is we got to wake up. You know, as Christians, we can't look around and just, oh, well, that's how it is. No, we got to look and wake up and be like, that's a tactic of Satan. And he's using it to beat us. How do we not see this, you know? Because we're doing exactly what Galatians chapter 5 says. We're biting and devouring and we're constantly consuming. And you know what that's a sign of? You know, have you ever heard? You know, you invite someone over to your house and it's cool for like two or three days. But then after that, you're kind of like, okay, you know, it was great seeing you, but you kind of go, you know, back to your house or whatever. I think it, all this fighting, this petty stuff that we do, we're spending too much time just fighting with one another. When guess what we should be doing? We should be working. But we spend so much time on events. We spend so much time eating. We spend so much time doing all this stuff that when all you do is just spend time with one another, you're going to fight. And so we got it. We have to recognize Satan's tactic when he's using it. Right. And this is what he's doing. But if you notice James chapter three, verse starting verse 14, notice he says, if you have bitter envying and strife, where? Notice in your hearts, glory not and don't lie against the truth, for this wisdom descends not from above, but this wisdom is earthly, is sensual, and is devilish. And watch how verse 16 ends. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. You know, we're supposed to self-examine ourselves. I want you to look at, you know... Maybe your family. I want you to look at yourself. I want you to look at maybe where the congregation you go. And I want you to notice if there are a lot of problems all the time, if there's kind of some, you know, a certain type of vibe, you might want to ask yourself, is this where envying and strife live? Because if so, we need to get out of it. Now, when sin is involved, that needs to be handled. So we don't, you know, you can't deal lightly with sin. 
But I'm talking about just over dumb stuff. We need to we need to fix that. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. And that's Satan's doing. And so remember, we're talking about switching from bitter to better. You know, that takes work and it also takes humility. But we cannot live Galatians chapter five, verse 15. If we continue to bite and if we continue to devour and if we continue to consume, we're giving we're giving Satan our strength. And part of our strength is our unity. Can God and one Christian do a great thing? Yes, we've seen it before. Hebrews chapter 11. The whole chapter is about what God can do with one man, with one woman. But imagine if God had 500 on the same page, doing the same thing, same mind. Yeah, they may look different on the outside. Yes, they may be different cultures. Yes, they may have differences. But you know when I think when the scripture talks about oneness, remember in John when Jesus prayed about let the, let them all be one as you are one in me. I don't think oneness just talks about in the body. I think we can we can be one as humankind. It, it takes work, but our differences and when we come together even he said in John, he said, then the world will know. They will know about the love that I have. They will know about me by how you all deal with one another here. Yeah, I made Jordan different than that brother. Yeah, I made that brother different from Jordan. But guess what being in Christ can allow us to do? It can allow us to be the same. And guess what? Guess how the world will see that? Jordan looks different than him. Jordan looks different than her. She looks different than Jordan. But they're one. How is that possible? Guess what that opens the door for? Teaching. So the way we deal with one another affects our evangelism. It affects how we do the Lord's work. And so from this moment forward, let's all continue to get better instead of getting bitter. Thanks, guys.